All right, Boker Tov. Today's daf is daf Yud Dalit in Shkolem. Let's see. Yesterday, we got down. I can't tell you the source of daf because my source of daf is different than yours, but we got down to Agrippus. <clears throat> uh, that was the last thing we mentioned was Agrippus. Amelo Shamakolo. He heard the voice of the guy calling out. Uh, you know, he would say, you know, the, 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 he said the Gavine, the, the guy who called out and said, Conan, get up in the morning, etc. He heard him eight pair of things, but not only gave him a lot of gifts. Ben Gever on Neil that was the name of the guy, Ben Gever. He was in charge of the gates. Tigram, Rav Kometa, the base of Sheila, Kro Guvra, he translated this Kro Guvra Achras Kruza, that the man, that Kro Guvra Achras Kruza, that the man. Called out that when in Yuma we refer to also to the proceedings of the day. That that this guy called out. You know, it's like he uh, he woke everybody up. That's what we say here. Gemini Cruz, the man called out. Amalesa, he told them. Sir Shield told them. And more Krotanagola. No, that after that when it says Kragavra, there's a question what that means because Kragavra could also mean that you know the the Tarnagol, the rooster, the rooster crows in the morning, wakes everybody up. You know, so he says that's what uh, that's what it means when he says when it says Karagavra translated as the Tarnagol If it means Tarnagol over there, Amalei Vatmi and Ben Gever, we said Ben Gever calls it out. Is the name of Bar You're going to say it's the son of the Tarnagol? It's one thing to say that Karuz is the is the um, you know you say that that um, uh, the the, the Lashon of um, Karagavra means uh, a Tarnagol, but over here it says Ben Gever. That's what it's called over here, Ben Gever. Are you going to say over here that uh, Ben Gever means the son of the Tarnagol? So just like over here that means son of a, of a person, Gever means a, a name, it's, it's his name, son of a man, like a man's name is man, M-A-N-N, right? So it's a doesn't make sense. All right, Ben Babi Alapkia, so that was his name, he was in charge of the wicks. Shehoya Mezaik Pils, he would form the wicks, he would grow them, braid them. Rabbi Yossi Al Kufri went to that uh, uh, city, a bone, memania, alay, and parnasim. He wanted to make for them uh, community leaders. You know who's going to be in charge of the vod. They wanted people to run for the vod. Below kiblumanayan, and nobody wanted to accept it. All of Amri said, "Command, command." He went. He went and sat in front of him. Ben Babi, it says over here that this man Ben Babi was in charge of the wicks. says he was just in charge of wicks. That's all he was. He was just in charge of one little function of the wicks. He was included with the Mishnah over here. He was included with the Gedolim in the in the uh, generation. Now, the other people mentioned in the Mishnah. You who are in charge of. Uh, you know, of people's lives. If you're in charge of the of the tzibur, uh, you're in charge. In other words, your your uh, your your lives are your uh, the people of the tzibur, the public, uh, is in your hands. So, as far to speak, it doesn't mean literally life and death. It just means the, their lives are dependent upon you because you're in charge. You decide for them what has to be done. It's not simply the vod of a shul. It's the vod of the uh, of the city. Uh, we called in St. Louis the vod ha'ir. That was the name of the, the Jewish function in the, in the city. It was called the Vada'ir. They were in charge. They, they had the chief rabbi, the kashrus, everything was in charge. They were in charge of everything. So here, so it's a big function. Here, the guy who was just in charge of the was, was, was counted with a gedolim. So uh, you, the uh, will be counted with gedolim. So he encouraged them basically to run for the Vada'ir. 
Ben Arzal Tzlosov. Ben Arzal was in charge of the symbols or the or the music, the music, the music. Like we learn over there, when it came a certain time for the Kohen to pour the Nesachim, so the Skan Kohen would would wave with his flags as a simon. Okay, guys, start. You know, like today, the the uh, <coughs> the um, master of ceremonies or the conductor will take the wand and begin. You know, so he says, certain he would wave with the uh, with his uh, handkerchief or with a cloth. And then he would give a simon to when Arza should start the music. Hugris ben Levi al-Ashir. Amar Ravacha and Ne'ima Yaseir Ha'yadeya. Hugris was in charge of the singing. Basically, he was like you'd say he was in charge of the choir. He had a beautiful voice. Ne'ima Yaseir Ha'yadeya. He had a beautiful way to sing. Amar Ravacha and they would say, Hugris ben Levi Shayamanimus ko lo bezemer. He would lift his voice up and singing. Ukshayanoitz god lo betoch piv. When he put his thumb in his, in his mouth, he was able to uh, uh, to form all kinds of fairy, uh, of, uh, of songs and of noises. Was able to make all kinds of songs, and we would call that maybe kinds of whistling or or yodeling or whatever he did. He was, all, he was able to produce all kinds of songs by putting his thumb in his mouth. They would all be like, you know, they would be shaking as soon as he started doing it. It would make such a noise. Today we understand, we'd understand that with the uh, uh, with the waves, the the uh, audio waves that would, would puncture their ears, so to speak. They'd all be like taken aback from the uh, beautiful noise and the powerful noise that he made by his singing. This is the Hugris Ben Levi. So here we get back into, uh, we said that the uh, family of the gar- Garmo, garm- the Garmos were the Lechem Aparim people, and Beis Aftinas were the uh, Pitzma Ktoros people. They made the Ktoros, the incense, and they were very protective of their, uh, their secrets and their knowledge, etc. The recipes. The recipes, correct. And, uh, and the ingredients that went into them, correct, the recipes. So uh, here he describes a similar incident with both of them. And removing it. The key was, and many times the bakers will know this, it's not simply following the instructions and throwing it into the oven. You have to know how to take it in, how to put it out, especially in those days when the ovens weren't as, we're, as we have them today. The important part was how to remove it from the oven without messing it up. That was important. They didn't want to teach others. Okay? And they didn't want to teach others because they were, they were protective of it. For their, they wanted to keep it in their own family, so to speak. Now, we'll see there was different views as to why they did this and what they said. We'll come up with different ideas. Keep their jobs. So, Shalchacham, the Chacham sent... Yeah, 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 yeah. So, they, view every, they had everything, right? Whatever you want to say about them, you could say. So, Shalchacham, they viewed me, Alexandria, they, so what happened was the rabbis, basically, they didn't want to teach anybody else, so the rabbis were trying to open the market, right, break the monopoly. So they brought artisans from craftsmen, expert bakers from Alexandria, from Egypt. They also knew how they make lechem, but they didn't, they know how to make it. They don't make lechem apartim. You showed it to them. In other words, you give them the red. You show them lechem apartim. Say these ingredients. It's okay. We can make it too. But they didn't know how to remove it from the oven. So, they make a copy. Make a copy. Right. Make the same thing. Right. Right. But they, so base garmo imasikin bifnim vrod mechutz. Base garmo would do this. They would like to find the inside and run it outside. What happened was is they had some sort of a mold, a mold, a form. And they would put the bread, and the fire would be on the inside. They put the whole mold in the oven. The fire would be on the inside of the mold, 
and the breads would be attached to the outside, you see, so the fire wouldn't go directly on the, on the bread, and they were able then to remove them without any, without any problems. So, and the bread wouldn't spoil. The Elu, these guys from Egypt, the Egyptians, they would put the fire inside and they would also remove it. The bread would be on the inside and then it would go bad. So it didn't work out. Like they make pita. Pita to make on the outside, no? Yeah, on the outside, on the outside. Eleven. So, so that was like base garmo. That was like base Yeah. Inside. Outside, right. So that was a similar. So they had that knowledge. It's, that today it's pretty much uh, in Tabun. Israel they have Tabun. it. Tabun. So and again, so people have that knowledge today, but you don't find it in the West. In the West, it's not found as much. So So once Chacham saw that the Egyptians couldn't reproduce what the what the base camera did. Listen, we have no choice. Whatever Rosham made, he did for his own covenant. He did it for himself. So, um, so they saw that they had no choice. You know, there's, okay, we have to meet base Garmer's demand. We have no choice. We have to go back to the monopoly. You first looking for somebody else. You thought you were going to replace me. My price just went up. Shekafool, okay. Yeah, well, this, uh, yeah, right, right. Moshe was L'shem Shemayim, right? L'shem Shemayim. L'shem L'shem Shemayim. It's hard to explain why they asked for double. They asked for a double. But the rest of the until they pay You'd base mana, originally they would take 12 mana, and now they wanted Venusalem Chavdal, now they doubled it to 24. It was originally 24, now they gave him 48. In any case, they requested double the money. Why don't you want to teach anybody else? We have a Kabbalah, another Mabel saying, like you say, we mean it, that's what they told them. They said, we mean it, Lashem Shemayim. Why? Because we know that the base of Mikdash is going to be destroyed eventually. We're afraid other people who are unscrupulous in, in, in not only in doing, but also in keeping the secret. Other people learn They'll use it for a vodazar, which is also you can't use it for anything else. So we're doing it. We don't want anybody else to know because they're going to use it for the wrong purposes. Vidvar, pardon? <laughs> Didn't explain why they want to double. That was like they were punishing them. Don't forget, the double is coming from the from hektish money from the shkolem, right? That's the problem. We'll see. Okay. Okay, but they, but they they said they had a purpose. But I want to tell you something, No, no, no. Okay. 
מה זה לא הלכו עד מצרים? הם הלכו עד למצרים לחפש את החכמים בגלל שהחכמים רצו שאחרים ילמדו שלא תלוי בהם, שלא יהיה מונופול. הנה, עכשיו השורה הזאת כבר עונה לך. מה? השורה הזאת עונה לך. שמה? למה הם לא רצו ללמד? כן, ככה הם אמרו. ככה הם אמרו. יש לזה היגיון. אבל למה ביקשו פי שתיים פתאום? בסדר, תקבל משכורת, היום חמש שקל, מחר שש שקל, שבע שקל, פתאום פעמיים, זה לא נורא. Or, well, that you just answered your question. You said, you said, you said how many tzaddikim? Maybe none. The tzaddikim never asked for money. Why? Because they're dressed with a black uh, hat. Huh? Yeah, right, right. Okay, that's, there, there's your answer. There's your answer. You want to find the tzaddik. The tzaddik is the guy who sits with the Gemara all day, right, and he has nothing in his house. That's the tzaddik. So tell me you want to So he's telling because of this story, we're afraid it's going to fall into the wrong hands. So even though the rabbis had a complaint against them at this point, obviously by, 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 uh, both, by seeking others in, in Egypt, they're trying to break the monopoly, and also by saying, listen, now you want double the money, but one thing I'll tell you, the shvach. In other words, they were, these were people weren't, like you said, they weren't bad, they were good, there was good in them. They meant, they made, that's their argument, they meant it for good. Okay. And here's a shvach that they about them. They never had good bread. Those kids never had clean, good bread, fresh bread. So people shouldn't say, Oh, they're eating lechaparim. Of course, they make it for the base. They look at kids. They make it at home also for themselves. No, they always had old, fashtinkana, black bread so that nobody should be chosha them. Right? As we'll see, it's, it's, it's the same story is going to be by Yvesa Theos, like, Hayim Hashem Emer, V'yisem, Nekiyem, Mi'ashem, Umi Yisrael. It should always look good. Okay. Similar story of basic themes of my sectors. So basic themes, so I became a mice of people because they had to make the doors. Mice of people doesn't mean just like you said before um, uh, uh, in compounding of it, but what, what, um, what Kurt said is very important, the recipe. Because it's not simply, the recipe is not simply knowing how long to keep it and what to mix, etc. So in which are the right ingredients, because we don't even know what those ingredients are. So of a mala oshan, mala oshan was a, was a kind of an herb that when, you, uh, that when you lit it, the smoke went straight up, something that we're not familiar with today. In other words, the smoke was not, did not spread out, it just went straight up miraculously. That, but you had to know what the Malashan was. Well, the Russell, they didn't want to teach, they didn't even want to teach what Malashan They knew when they went out to the, fir, to the fields, they knew what Malashan was, but they didn't want to tell anybody else. Shachar, you have the same story. The same story, we had the same story of Desaptinus. They sent, the, Egypt apparently had a lot of craftsmen. They were the, they were the uh, you know, the New York, the Paris of the day. They knew how to make the torch, but they didn't know what mal was. They couldn't make that thing go up. Probably they had the wrong herb. When, when, when the base of Tinus, when they used the mal in the base of Mish, inside the base of Mikdash, it would go straight up like a stick. Then it would go straight up to the ceiling of the Heichel. It was inside the Heichel. It went straight up to the ceiling. When it went straight up to the ceiling, what happens to smoke when it hits the ceiling? It spreads out. It spreads out and then goes down. But it would first go up directly like a stick straight up to the ceiling. These guys, it just, it just, it just dissipated right away. They, they, they would smoke it up and it wouldn't go straight up. It would, so you see they, they couldn't reproduce it. 
Once, of course, the base of Tina saw that these guys couldn't produce it, so what happened? Once they realized, okay, listen, in Elanu Beira, Amukala Shakash Rachel Lachvara Bashin Emar Tikvos Dim Pasukeshin Amukala Nikar Bishmi Lachvodi Berasim Made Anything My Covered. So we have to go back to the base of teams. We have not so Shalchach Rayem Velo Rotzel Level. They didn't want to come Ashik Kafel Am Scharm. Probably they saw already that uh, base Garmo who got double. So we also want double. Shnei Moser Mano Yinatlim Vnaslam Asor. They gave him twenty four. The same thing Rabbi Yudas says was Esther Ma'arv originally Yinatlim Vnaslam Arv. Now they made it forty eight. Why don't you want to teach anybody else? I'm the same idea. We have a Masar by the same Shabbat. The base mission will be destroyed. Other people shouldn't see the Yosem. We don't want them to do the cross by the same thing as by the Lachmapan. But it's number one. That's what they argued. And maybe they're right. Maybe that was what their, that was what their argument was. Again, it's difficult to see why they want to double the money. Uh, like you say, maybe they said double the money if you could afford to schlep these guys from Egypt, you could afford to pay me. What always happens in a business? You know, they always bring in somebody new, right? They fire this guy because he wanted a raise of 10 shekels, and they bring in somebody new that they pay double, right? That always happens, right? right. They pay this guy double, so they said, smart, pay us the double. So, that a woman, okay, with the pitimers is basically a, a, a beautiful smell, like a perfume. None of their women in that family ever went out with nice perfume. That people shouldn't say, oh, she took some of the Peter McTorris, right? Even if one of their boys married a girl from someplace else, they would tell them, you should know, and you marry into our family, no perfume. Because we got this problem. People shouldn't think that we're taking from being less. This probably goes in both of them. Um, um, both on base Garmo and base of Tis. So Pamachas, I see a small kid, who's your what's your family? Who's your family from? from that family. That was the base of Tinas. Your, your family, your, your, your ancestors, because they were trying to make their uncle, they didn't want to teach anybody else, they wanted to be in charge, they were in charge. Right? And to diminish the Kavod Shemayim, here the peer says, the Shikliyasa says, they were worried about the money in the basement, they didn't mind taking more money, you know, they wanted to keep the monopoly and demand more money. So, you know, like you, you could say here, we're not even finished with the Sugi, we'll see more good about them. So there was good, and, uh, you know, not everybody's perfect, let's say, okay? Because, because they were trying to up their own covet, right? Increase their own covet, and be mine covet, because they weren't worried about the Hegdish's money, because of that. Their covet was, was, was diminished, meaning they're no longer functional. There's no basically this. Nobody needs them anymore. If the base was destroyed, it's because the Goyim will see, look at, look at these people, look at their God. Their God is a God of truth. Because when, the, when, their, when his children don't keep the rules and they sin, he destroys even his own house. Even God's own house he destroys. He, God is, their God is a God of truth. That's Nisraba Kavod Shemayim. Omar Bakiva, Sahli Shimon ben Luga, Shimologa told me the Malakadi says stuff. One day I was out in the field gathering different kinds of uh, grass, herbs. Me and another kid there, and he was from the Iftinus family. I saw that he cried. I saw that he. Uh, 
I saw that he was crying, and I saw he was laughing. So why are you crying? My family used to be the famous uh, Aftinas family. We made the we made the ktoras, uh, and now <laughs> we have nothing. Now we're doing nothing. Now we're you know we're looking. We were thrown out, so to speak, like the Gerushe Aza. You know of, of, that, that we have no jobs. Why were you? Why did you laugh? I was thinking about the cover that which is prepared for the tzaddikim for us love. Binyan Abayis. When the binyan Abayis will happen again, the cover will return, etc. Marisa, what did you see? What made you think of that? What made all of a sudden you started crying? You started laughing. What made you think of that? It says Malashin like that. I saw some Malashin. We knew what that Malashin was. We remember how to use it. So I said to him, kids, where is it? Show me. Show me. Amrli, Rebbe. We have a cabal in our family, not to show it to anybody. You never, never identified. So that's what the kid, the kid followed the rules and he never showed it to anybody. Interesting, because he says a kid, he didn't say a little boy, he could say he said that, a kid, and the kid knew not to reveal it. I met an old man, he had the recipe book in his, in his hand. He's, and as to know the recipe book again, they probably had pictures. Not only how to make it, but also which were the right herbs, right? Peter Torah said also different things besides the malosh. Malosh and kolosh, we said. Megillah, someone on Omerli, Rebbe, L'Shavar, In the past, my family was very discreet. They didn't tell it, show it to anybody, right? Uh, and, um, and, they would pass the book, the, the recipe book, hand to hand. They wouldn't show it to anybody. Now that my family is not so scrupulous anymore, he says, in other words, he gave away the book. He says, because they're not so honest anymore. Now maybe they were out of work, and they started to, the people from Alvarez Ars says, why don't you come work for us? You know, you're out of work, come work for us. Then they weren't so scrupulous. You take, Rebbe, you take the Megillah. In other words, he told... Um, he told Rabbi Yochanan, you take the Megillah now, you safeguard it. Hezman goes, be careful. When I told this for Rekiva, he starts to cry, we shouldn't mention anything bad about them anymore. We talked about they were doubling the money and they didn't want to teach it to anybody. Look, you see now that, uh, you know, that they turned the book over. They turned the book over because he was worried about some of the people in the family who weren't so scrupulous anymore. All right, El I saw he asked in the uh, brings down that he, he asked that why, you know, if this is Rabbi Kiva, this is well before the Mishnah Yom, so why is the Mishnah Yom still mention them for Gnai? Mishnah Yom, a lot, of, a lot of what we see here is mentioned in Yom also, which is the next Mishnah Mishnah we're going to learn in another, uh, you know, a week and a half we're going to start learning Yom, Yoma. So there, there it's mentioned over there, but here you see already that they, you shouldn't mention for Gnai. Maybe he's telling you this story historically, they didn't want to be good. Later on, at the end, when uh, things started to go bad, so some of their people did turn over the book at the end. Elazar was in charge of the, of the partition. He was in charge of all the weavers. The, uh, there were women also who wove the prophets. Piffles Mambish, Piffles one who dressed them. Yesterday I said he was like the tailor, but the tailor is not really right because the tailor sounds like he was making the clothes, etc. He was, sounds like more like he was one who just simply dressed them. He took care of their clothes. He would, he would, he would um, dress them. He dressed other Kohanim also. Right, they were nice. So he would be in charge of clothes. He would dress them. He would put, he had a closet there, whatever he did. Pardon? Haberdash. Haberdash, right. There was a story with a Kohen. 
who was uh, who, who was in charge of the clothes of a, he, he dressed a a starstas is a starteos is a uh, an officer of the of the uh, army. The guy gave him eight pieces of gold. This time he paid him. It was considered a um, a good job. You know, it was paid well to be somebody's dresser, to know how to dress them, what, how to put away the clothes, how to store them, etc. Those days they didn't have dry cleaners and washing machines like we had. So in order to know how to do it, you had to have uh, you had to have some talent. Now, when you have a in the base of Migdash, there were nevertheless Mishiva Amar Cholin Vishlosha Gizbur. You didn't have less than. Seven Amarklon. Amarklon is a word for a supervisor. Amar, like a mankal. Amar, Amar alakol, or Amar etakol. And as he's, Amarklon is, like a, is, a, is an acronym for Amar etakol. He said everything, or it's a combination of, of, of those words. So he's in charge of the barn. So he had three treasurers, and on top of them you had these supervisors. Whenever you have some authority over the tzibor, should always have two people. Not talking about rabbonus. We're talking about when it comes to matters of finance, etc. That's why I said even with the stock boxes, etc. Should always have here. Maybe that's what they have here. You have a guy and you have somebody looking over his shoulder or whatever. You should always have at least two people. It's learned out of a possible We'll see. Ain't us all see what Chutz mi ben Achia shalcham. Except for Doctor Ben Achia. Remember, he said he was the uh, <coughs> the guy in Shor in the base of Migdash. He was the medicine man in the base of Migdash. Ben Elazar shalaprochus. And Elazar was in charge of the process we just described him before. Because everybody, everybody accepted them. Robert Zibra accepted that uh, these guys were in charge. You didn't need to, you know, you know even though we said Ben Achi was a doctor, what, what kind of supervision, what kind of financial supervision you needed there. Doctors also know how to steal some drugs and stuff and pay for the drugs. You know, there's money involved in every business. So he needed money there too. And Elazar needed money to pay the people who made the parochas, but uh, they were accepted. Everybody uh, allowed Elazar and Ben Achia to do their functions without any uh, second, uh, without any partner. All right, it says, and Yimara says that you don't have less than three treasures. I'm in Shiva Marklan from seven supervisors who were in charge or on top of the three treasures. Tani Mishnei Katolikin. You also had to have two Katolikin or even higher than them, those like overseers. That, that word, that word is very. That word looks very much like Catholics, does it not? Catholican. The word is very, very. I mean, you just. Heaven and money. Heaven and money. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, 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 right. So, so you had two on top, then seven, then three, then the three gets born. Catholic kind of means comprehensive. Is that what it means in English? The yeah, English translation covers a lot rather than, than local. They're Catholic. That's what Catholic means. Ah. That's what, so. How does it mean? How does it relate to the church? How does it mean the Catholic Church? Because the Catholic Church was supposedly it was supposed to be originally the Church of all Christians. Uh-huh. So it means the wide over right. So that's maybe what the word to come from because it says Mishnah Catholic. Catholican really means overseers, like in charge of the whole thing. So the word is so similar to Catholic that there had to be some relationship there, right? How do you see this in the passage? It says, Those are the three Gizbar. It mentions in Divrayam these different people. So it says, How do you get this three and seven and two? You see it hinted at in Divrayam because it says, Those were the Gizbar. Asael, now it quotes seven more people, names. Those were the those were the Marklin. Asael, the Rimos, the Yazava, the Yizva, the Elial, the Machas, Ubanayo. So those seven guys were the Gizbar Marklin. 
Pekidim Miyad, and they were they were in they were charged by, in other words, in charge of those guys that we just mentioned in the hands of Kononio, Bashimiachim, and his brother Shimi. So first of all, you could see that the that the Katholika uh, and the guys in charge could be brothers. Just say, yeah, make sure there's two. Those are Katholikan. Okay, the Mifgat, all of this, all these guys, right? You said, like you said, there were there are three, top by seven, top by two, were under the charge, the Mifgad, Yechizkiyawamelech. King the man in charge of the house of God. Who's in charge of the house of God? That would be the coin Gadol. Hamel for coin Gold. It's not true. Chosav. I guess what happened is, let's say they wanted to lock up the uh, it was Yantif or whatever. They wanted to lock up the treasure chest, the 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 safe. We'll call we call that the safe, the, the kasefet. They wanted to lock it up. So how did they lock it up? Well, the lowest guys were the Gizbarim, right? So they sealed it first. So, <laughs> then he would give his seal to the Markel, who was the guy in charge of him. Remember, there were seven of them. Markel, he would put his seal on it, and he would give it to the guy in charge of him, which is the Catholican. Catholican, he would seal it, and he would seal it, and he would give it to the king. That was your order. Five levels. Five levels. And of course, Shumatu, when you want to open it, so the king, nobody was hiring the king. It was like the king's chest. So he, he first took off his seal, he would open his seal. We go down the down the line. Okay, so that's that was the order. That's how they locked it up. When he says You don't make any authority over the seaboard less than two. So, but, but here the Gemara explains that it's Mamama. That's what I said with the Tzaka box. The Tzaka box and whatever the uh, trade, the there should always be two signatures or two people checking the Tzaka box. They took the gold and the uh, blue and the purple, the silk, the cloth. They took it. They took the gold. They is a minimum of two. So you see the idea that they yeah, always had to have two people. How did Moshe become wealthy? Uh, here the Gemara is hinting at the idea it's always good to have a wealthy president or a mayor. This way he won't be as, uh, as easy to, to, uh, to bribe him. So Moshe became wealthy. Now Hashem gave Moshe... No, uh, no. So in Mitzrayim they say he didn't get it. Why? Because he was busy getting the Atmos of Yosef. While being at Mitzrayim, while all the Jews were, you know, stealing, you know, not stealing, they were taking what they could. He was busy getting, he was getting, getting Yosef's bones. So he was busy with that. So Hashem gave him an opportunity to become wealthy from some other means. So one opinion here is, Mepsola Shalukos Hashem Moshe. Moshe became wealthy from the, uh, the chiseled out parts when they made the luchos and they had to chisel them out. So from the remnants there, the psolas, he became wealthy. On the side here, he says, what was, the, uh, what was it made from? Haluchos Hayu Michel Snifiri Yonon. What is that? It must be some, it, it, it was, huh? Snapirion? Huh? Like, uh, Safir. Huh? But what is it? Pearls. I don't know if it was made, it was luchos. Luchos, I don't think it had to be carved. You don't carve our pearls on it, but it's some, it's some expensive, uh, it's some expensive, what? Maybe. It, whatever it was, it was an expensive material. Mm-hmm. So the chips were, were worth money. So he made, he made money that way. Then Hadar said, How do you know that? What, you say, What do you mean? It wasn't it Hegdish? Like no, Hadar said, Do it for you. You chisel out. It's yours. It belongs to you. In other words, the, the Luchos, obviously, you will put in the R on that. You have to give over to the Tzibor. 
but the luchas themselves, the material they made from, belongs to you. So the the remnants belong to you. Hashem created for Moshe a quarry of precious stones and pearls. In his tent. In his tent, Hashem gave, Hashem, Hashem gave him this quarry, and that's how he became wealthy. Hashem, again, gave him this opportunity to become wealthy because he didn't, uh, he didn't take the money when he left Mitzrayim. Except he, except, and as he moved around in the desert, the quarry went with him. Yes, the quarry went with him, right, right, right. Or if, you know, if you're smart, that's, a, that's how the Jews would always take money when they had to take money and they weren't out to transfer money, and you couldn't schlep bags of money or gold, they would take diamonds. Right, that's how that's how they think they snuck the diamonds out. Because it's diamonds way to do it, easiest way to transfer. Right, right. It's the it's the most uh, it's the easiest way to hide it and and light us. And there, there were people who swallowed them, right? And they would put them in there, right? And they hide them that way. So we don't. I think they also don't show up on the uh, metal detectors. <laughs> you know, right? So why Moshe? They looked at Moshe Adol until he came into the wall. Again, when they, they, everybody looked at him, you know, they looked at him. What do you mean you looked at him? They looked at him for, for, that could be like they were jealous and they looked at him and I, look at those, look at those thighs, look at those feet, look at those feet, look at, the, look at his fatty his skin. Because he eats, he eats what is ours, from the Jews. He eats from the Ethiopian, drinks from the Jews. And everything he has is from the Jews. And it's like, imagine they, they, they wouldn't forget him. He would look, they would look at him and say, oh, look how he's pretty gesund. He's eating up our, our own, uh, our treasure. Right? A person looks at a tzaddik and he has a schus. And it's a schus just to look at a tzaddik. The, the happy and, and lucky is the person that was Zoha to to look at him. You know, they saying they was the Lashvach. He says, Look, oh look, we're able to see Moshe. Just looking at a tzaddik is a great schus. He says, Muhammad Lira says Zadikim Zeus Chus Godel. The Zokha Lamachma Yase. Ashraya Zokha Lira says the Tzadik. Happy is the person who sees the Tzadik. Says the Mishnah. Arba Khosam Sayyid Mikdish. Now, we mentioned that there were mentioned before that there was a guy in charge of the Chosmas. Chosmas are basically receipts. Chits, you know, that you get a receipt on there. Yeah. Now, how did it work? They had, a big, they had a big storehouse with all the wine and the oil and the flour that people had to use for their nesachim. Nesachim usually were, uh, was a minchas nesachim that accompanied the carbon when they were bringing an animal. Birds didn't have nesachim. But animals have nesachim. The nesachim literally means libations, which means oil or wine, but it also had flour. It really was a mincha of nesachim, which was totally burnt. Now, these nesachim, they were kept in the storehouse, but, you know, the guy who supplied that, he didn't take the money and give you the thing. He couldn't keep track of both things. So you had a, you had a cashier. That was the guy in charge of the chosim. You went and you paid him. You had to bring a certain kind of carbon, like, say, a bucker or whatever. Okay, the bucker requires these and these uh, ingredients for the nesachim. You pay, and he gives you the receipt. Now, he t- the guy takes the receipt, and he goes to the guy in charge of the shemin. He gives him this receipt, and the guy gives him the carpet shemin. Now he says there are four chosim. The Tanakhama says there are four kinds of receipts. Four chosim of mikdash. Because well, if they weren't all the same receipt, not every carbon required the exact same amounts of mikdash. Kosovalein movers said egel, zochar, gediva, chote. Four kinds. Egel is a calf, meaning a, a cow. A zochar is a isle, uh, an, uh, an isle, a ram. Gedi refers to its own. Gedi means a goat, but it means a goat or a lamb, right? That's not, a, that's not an isle, that's not a grown. Uh, sheep, uh, a, a, a male grown sh- uh, sheep, which is uh, a, a two-year-old um, 
sheep whose male is called a ram, uh, that's, called, that's called the zohar. That's the zohar, that's the second one. And gedi means all the other ones, all the other sheep and goats. The chote, chote means the mitzora, who basically we have cabal that he got mitzora because he sinned, and he has to bring money more, he has to bring a chathos ola and a keves if he is rich. And therefore, and they all require different amounts of wine, oil, and, uh, and uh, solace. All like it says in the Pasuk, it says, Slosha Esranim la Parushnei Esranim la Isle, right? It goes on. That's Ushlishi Sahin la Isle, Ravia Sahin la Keves, etc. So the Hin was 12, was 12 log, so Ravia Sahin was 3 log, Ushlishi uh, Sahin was 4 log, Chatziahin was 6 log. So that's everything ahead of the ego. Similarly, the Bakr is this Shlosh Esranim, you had to bring Shlosh Esranim la Par, you had to bring 3 Esronim of uh, three tenths of an Apha of flour, so less. And mixed in in the of shemen, that's a half hand of six log. And yain sefim is also six log. So it, depending on the animal that you brought, so was the different size. That's why you paid a different amount. How much did you pay for this? It doesn't say how much. You paid based on the market, whatever the market was for those things. But you paid the amount, you got the receipt, and then you came to the and then you came to get your stuff from the warehouse. Benazi Omer Benazi says it wasn't four uh, receipts; it was five. But Aramis, he says, they weren't written in Hebrew because the people spoke Aramaic at that time, and therefore they wrote them in Aramaic. Egel is the same. Dachar is a male, right? Benin dichren, we say in Brishmei, and give us benin dichren, male sons, the oven, uh, the oven that, uh, that to do your will. Anyway, so Dachar means a male, that means the Ayol, the ram. Gedi is the same. Chote is the sinner, and, but it's not, but he has five. Why? Because he has chote dal chote asher. Because the chote dal, the poor guy, he only brings one carbon. He brings one keves, and the rest he brings birds. Birds don't need to suck him. So he had, a, he had to have a different shit, a different receipt than the rich guy, because the rich guy had three kabanas. So the Tanakhama doesn't say you have, uh, he doesn't say you have a separate one for the dal. Why? Because he says that the chote dal brings the same thing as we'll see. The chote dal Takes the same as the as the He just takes the chosim of the gedi because the gedi is also one isar. Notice that the the basic nesachim of the chote dal is the same as that of a person who brings a gedi. So he could use the one of a gedi. And what about the extra log shemen that he has to have for to, to put on his uh, on his thumbs that he brings from his house? Because in the, if, you had, if you had the one of the Chote Oshir, and the, and the, and the, which is the Chote in the Tanakama, so the, the, uh, what included in that, and when, he pay, when he pays for all the Karbonos, for all the Nosachim, etc., he also pays for the Lok Shemin that he needs to put on his uh, thumbs. Egel Meshamashim Nischei Bokar. So the ego, that shit, the, 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 the receipt of the ego is for all kinds of Sachim of a Bokar. Dolum, Tanim, Zachar, Nekevis. Makes a difference if they're going to say Lapar. Par means any animal, any cow, whether it's a small one or a large one, male or female. Do you, do you ever bring a female a cow? Yeah. A Shlomim could be a female cow. Gedi Meshamashim Nischei Atzom. That uses with Nischei Atzom. Gedolum, Tanim, Zachar, Nekevis. That's fine, right? Except for, them, except for a two-year-old male sheep, which is called a ram, that needs a special one, because it says, the Pasuk defines that, right? What's the chote? The receipt of the chote is written. All the sachem of three animals of Mitzorah. As we said before, you need a chatas, ola, and asham that the Mitzorah is to bring. One who needs a sachem, now what would he do? He would, First he would go to the Yochan and he was the cashier. You get, the, you get your receipt based on what you needed. 
you get that receipt, you pay according to which one you needed. They obviously cost different amounts because they were different amounts of, um, of produce, of, of product. Then he came to He was in charge of the warehouse itself. And the guy gives him, okay, give me the receipt. Oh, your receipt says eagle, so I'll give you what you get for the eagle, and so on. At night, after the day was over, the cashier would come to make a cheshbon with the guy in charge of the warehouse. And the guy, right? He would bring out his chosen, and he would get money for them. Why? Because he would take the money now from the cashier, because how did he get? How did he pay for all that produce he had in the warehouse? Now he sold it retail to these guys, but he had to pay the suppliers, right? That he got it from. So he would give up, uh, give him the receipts, and then he would get his cash. In Puxa, what happens if it didn't match? Sometimes you'll find Kurt that it doesn't match at the end of the day. In Puxa, Puxa love Beso. If if Yochanan didn't have enough money, right, to pay for the receipts, I, I gave you twenty receipts here, right? That's like it's $100. The guy only had $90, and you got to make it up from your own. You lost the money over there, right? Because I have the receipts. Then Mosiro, let's say there was extra money. So then goes the Hegel. Shiat Hegel, If there was extra money for some reason, how would there be extra money? Somebody lost his receipt and, never, and didn't show up. He lost his receipt and went home, and the money was there. Misha Chosmo, if a guy lost his Chosmo, Mentin Lodev. So let's say, guys, listen, I lost my, my receipt. I lost my receipt. I'm wearing away. Wait till the end of the day. Right, and then they'll see: is there an extra? Is there extra money? If there's extra money, obviously it's because this guy lost his receipt. Matsu, the matsu lo kadei chosmo knows when they give the milav lo knows the fee. I lost my receipt, but everything matched at the end of the day. There was no extra money there. That means that he's just making up a story or whatever happened, or he's confused, or he forgot, or whatever. You didn't give it to him. The shame hayom kosev leimiramot, and they today we'd call that they date stamped the receipts. Uh, why would Ramon? Because where people would say, listen, things are cheap now. You know what? I think I, the market's real low. Today, the, today they only want you know, $5, whatever, for the uh, ego. I'll go buy it today because I know I'm expecting the rates to go up and it's going to cost more later and I'll have the receipt in my home. So he went and he bought the receipt and he went home with it. He just left. You know, nobody's, nobody's keeping a gun to his head. He went home and he, brought, he wants to bring it back a month later when things cross much. So they, they put a date on it. Right? That's right. I don't have a receipt. I don't have a That could also happen, right? Right, so, right. So you can collect twice. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They would also be able to collect this. So, so the date stamp prevent that also from happening. Correct, right. That's right. So the date stamp, I guess. If you may be logoing me because why couldn't you just use the one of the keves, the gedi, because that's the same carbon base, it's the same amount of stuff. And the answer is because he had the log shemen that he needed. According to the Tanakama, the log shemen the guy brought from his house. The chote dal would use the gedi. And then he would bring Loshem to his house. But according to, Tanaka, according to Ben Azai, no, that the Chote Dal had his own stamp, had his own receipt, and, and it included the, uh, the Loshem that he needed for the bond. Bramkra, Bona maybe Gdi, he brings the Gdi. Now, Nishay Rochel, what about Nishay It didn't say Rochel. What happens of Rochel? What about the Nishay of Rochel, which is a female sheep? The answer is that's it. See, see over here, you see that uh, when you say tzon, whether they're big or small, male or female, so you see that the Nisrei Rachel is like the Nisrei Vigdi, it's the same thing. You didn't mention Rachel, you know why? Because that's the same as Vigdi. The Sivkochi Yasel Lashor, Lashor Echad, Ola Ayel Echad, Ola Sevek Fasim, Obi Zim. 
L'shor echad lo menemar magish lo cholik beinischei egel nischishor makes no difference if it's a young calf or if it's an older bull or an ox, whatever you want to call it, or a cow, a female cow. Shay, there's no, it's the same amount. Shay, then I might think, I might think like this: Hatzon ton nesachem or ben bucker ton nesachem. Sheep need nesachem and ben bucker, and and a cow needs nesachem. Imatzon shecholik beinischei keves nischaya. We see this difference between keves and nile, as we said, right? Right? Michael says shnei esrim laayil v'isar nechad lakeves. There's a difference between a keves and an isle, even though they're the same species. So you think, Lakach Nuchlik Bein Nisrei Egel and Nisrei I think by Egel and Shore, you also make a difference between a small calf and a large cow. No, it's all the same. Magach Lacholik Bein Nisrei Egel and Nisrei it's the same amount. Ola Isle, what does that teach me? Ilam and Emmer. If you say there's a difference between a sheep who's one year old and a sheep which is two year old, because a sheep which is two year old is a ram, is an isle, and there's a difference there. Maybe there's also between a sheep, a ram who's two years old versus one who's three years old, even though the Torah didn't tell it. All isle in one season, ram, two years old and older, is called a ram, it's the same. Like we explained before, one's a gdi, one's an ayol, or a dachar. It's also between a young, a young sheep, a female sheep, to a female sheep who's a, who's a gdola, who's, a, oh, who's two years old. All sheep are the same except for the male ram who's two years old and older. Why does it tell by goats? Again, I might think it's difference between a sheep who's young and a sheep who's two years old. I might think it's also difference between a goat who's under two years old and a goat who's over two years old. A goat under two years old is called a kid, a gedi, but in the Lushan of our Mishnah, the gedi or the receipt for the gedi also refers to all young goats or sheep. So, but here we're talking specifically about a goat. I mean, things there's there's difference between a gdi and a tayish, which is an older goat. The youngest goat and the oldest goat are the same. Just like this is three logan, which is a revia sahin. The shame of custom, they said we put the date stamp on it. So the heart you need the question is, hey God, so think about it. If he only puts down that day, let's say since they put they date stamp, they wrote today's. Tuesday, today's Friday. So, uh, so think about it. Shazai goes him, so he could think he'll come back next Tuesday. If he just wrote, if the date that they wrote on it was Tuesday, see, they didn't write in those days 5,774 or, or 2013. They didn't write years in those days. This whole thing is a modern thing. Remember, they wrote it to, to the date of the king, to the life of the king. Very uncommon. This idea that we count today according to the years since creation is very uncommon even in Jewish history. So he said, what, what they? If, if they only wrote the date of the week, so I go, so, uh, so, so the guy will figure next week, he'll figure out, I'll come next Tuesday, I'll come the following Tuesday. He answers, Shem Mishmar Yekasavayim. They write the name of the Mishmar. The Mishmar is only once every few months that they would uh, get that Mishmar. So he so goes, so he waited for that Mishmar. He answers, Shem Hayom, Shem Shabbos, Shem Chodesh Yekasavayim. They wrote the day of the week, right? Shem Hayom, the name of the day. Shem Shabbos, the day, they wrote the day of, of the week, the day, the day of, the, of, the, of the week, of the month, meaning they wrote like say Tuesday of the second month, right? Which which uh, the Tuesday of the of the uh, um, Tuesday of the uh, second Shabbos in the month, and then they wrote Shem Chodesh and they wrote which month? So they wrote the day of the week, the week in the month, and the day of the month. 
So I feel Rotzlos, even if he wanted to, uh, to you know, to uh, estimate and, and bring it back later on, a Matzlazai. That's very rare. Very rare is you're going to find the same Mishmar on the same day of the week and the same week of the month and the same month. That's going to take years and years. That far the guy's not going to go to. But you see that in these years, if they would just today you just date stamp it with the date. You know, the, the you know we, we call the day of the the day of the month, the name of the month, and the year. That would be enough. They didn't use the years in those days, so they said only which day of the week it was, which week of the month, and which month of the year. That would that could happen again, but very rare. All right, we'll pick him here tomorrow. Mitzvah tomorrow at seven o'clock, and on Sunday and Monday again five twenty. It's